Cuckoo, everyone. Cuckoo. Welcome to your file. My name is Kate Walker. And I'm Catherine Rory. Hi, Kat. Hello. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday to you. How are you doing? I'm good. It's lovely. We have some visitors right now. Mm-hmm. So going to see my cousin later. One of my mm-hmm. good friends is here from New York. So mm-hmm. it's just been really nice feeling a little social. Mm-hmm. Making good food. Nice. Weather was warm. How are you I doing? Know. I'm good. We had a dinner party the other yes. day. And missed night. that. And yeah, I know. I really miss having people over. Yeah. And you know, having pasta and drinking Aperol spritzes because it's mm-hmm. 80 degrees during the day <laughs> is ideal. <laughs> but um, it got kind of cooler this week, which is sad. But yeah, it's just like, oh, you get a little taste of summer and you're like, mm-hmm. I'm ready. And then it's, yes. I'm, God, I'm so, so fucking ready. ready. Yeah. yeah. And we're starting to think about going to Europe. So... Mm-hmm. It's like dependent on a few things, but yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully we'll book that soon and then be real Europhiles in Europe. Yes. Eventually. Oh my God. I can't wait. I know. COVID. Please, <laughs> please, please. Um, okay. So do you mind if I get started? Please do. I had this topic in the back of my pocket. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a two-parter. Our very first two-parter, yes. everyone. Um, Fun, big news. It's too long and beautiful to not discuss in okay. depth and in length and in detail. Let's just dive right in. Okay. Cool. So this week, we're going to Spain. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, and we're going to be talking about La Corrida or bullfighting. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Woo. <laughs> okay. So trigger warning. Okay. Trigger warning. Lots of trigger warnings mm-hmm. in graphic content. If you are like squeamish, this isn't for you. You okay, know? Okay, great. <laughs> um, I will stay strong. <laughs> okay. I wanted to do this topic because I love the drama and the glamour. Yes. Yeah. But... <laughs> Look, you know, like actually researching it, I'm like, I mean, I knew I didn't agree with this, right. but researching this, it just seems like I understand it's like honoring something, but I mean, we'll get into it, but okay, we, and we can discuss where we feel at the end, but um, I'm just glad it's like, you know, weaning off. Okay, I was gonna okay, say. Okay, so. Great. Let's get into it. Why not? So there's some dispute how this, you know, the origins started. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be from like Roman times where they would fight animals like in the Colosseum, oh, like gladiators okay. and all of those things, or started from uh, bull cults of Mesopotamia and like rituals <laughs> that have to do with that. Mm, okay. Um, like sacrifices and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. They think it's, like, most likely the case that, like, all of these things and cultures and rituals have influenced this to converge in what it is today. Okay. So, we'll discuss. So, Mm -hmm. why Spain? Spain is very close to other countries. And (laughs) bullfighting doesn't 
really have the same, you know, it's not as intrinsically linked to other countries. You know, like mm-hmm. Rome, like there were gladiators, like they don't yeah. have yeah. <laughs> bullfighting. And it's because the Iberian stock of like cattle mm-hmm. are aggressive. Oh, uh, and that's the only and ever the Italian stock. Yeah. No, they're French calm. stock. Mm, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's the <laughs> it's the Iberian stock that's aggressive. Okay, and will mm. attack without provocation. Okay, and the people of the Iberian Peninsula knew this. Like it was wild cattle, and one time they had gathered a great herd of bulls. And like harnessed them to wagons and loaded the wagons with wood lit with torches and drove the herd into their enemy, you know, that they were battling. Oh, yes. And ensured their battle success. Okay. Wow. And Simple as that. Yeah. Just because the, the cattle weren't afraid. Mm-hmm. They said that Iberians were reported to have used like skins or cloaks to avoid repeated attacks of the bulls before killing them. So the cape, the red cape that we see. Got it. There also is influence from Muslims from Africa who were in Andalusia. Obviously, we know, like, Spain had a Mm -hmm. lot of, like, Moorish influence. And the Muslims from Africa who were in Andalusia were, like, great horsemen. And they (laughs) would have their assistance on the ground maneuvering these animals on foot so the like the masters and the people with money were mounted on horses and had lances and Mm -hmm. so we see where this is going right (laughs) okay there were these like bull lancing tournaments that developed between the moorish chieftains and the christian iberian like knights okay and you know it was like a pissing contest like seeing who's better at this right and you know whatever macho the early christian church hated that the iberians loved bulls they (laughs) they even compared the bull to like the devil And um, obviously the church has a vested interest in this being against bulls because, you know, we see like pagan cults around bulls and, you know, originating in Persia and practiced in Rome. So they were really against this like one specific cult. I won't talk about it, but just know that that happened and that's why they hated it. Okay. Let's get one step closer to what we think of, like, as modern bullfighting. So we see, like, you know, like, the weird pissing contest between, like, the Muslims and the Christians mm-hmm. in the Iberian Peninsula. The Catholic Church is not happy. So then we get one step closer to modern bullfighting, and it's fighting in an enclosed arena. Okay. Yep. The first person to have thought to have, like, lanced a bull from horseback was Rodrigo Diaz de Vivar, also known as one of our favorite bars in Los yeah. Angeles, Elson. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> okay, um, legend. Legend, yes. After the Muslims were driven from Spain in the 15th century, there was no real need for, like, you know, a pissing contest anymore. Yes. And so it now became a sport. And okay. who has money for sports? Aristocracy. So... Mm. You know, like, the peasants weren't, like, doing this for fun. They were yes. working. Yeah. Um, no so, days off. Um, 
We know that the Catholic Church hates this whole thing. Yeah. So they banned it outright. Um, excommunicating Christian nobles who sanctioned bullfights, <gasps> refusing wow. Christian burial to anyone who like was Jesus. killed in yeah in the bullfights. Like okay, like let's calm down here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like there are other problems that you could address, but okay, <laughs> go off. Um, you know, nothing can stop a good time. And the mm-hmm. Caritas continued and were popular. The church, you know, realized this ban ain't working. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. So it accommodated what it clearly could not stop. Yeah. It did ask for certain modifications to reduce the number of people who were killed. Oh, Because okay. apparently it was really lethal and people would die. Like, hundreds of people would die, like, Jeez. a day. Yeah. Oh, my it God. Was, it was because they would do mass bullfights. So, like, multiple people a lot of bulls like obviously that's chaotic and that's not (laughs) why would you know those adrenaline junkies out there (laughs) like why are they doing this to themselves i I will never understand but okay (laughs) i know caritas became so popular and a part of like spanish daily life that they were held like during fiestas and holy days and like you know the canonization of saints and it was really special because each region had their own, like, identity and, like, tradition. Okay. So this is what I like. Yes. You know, like, yeah. I want to see this mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to see who's different. I want to see their personalities. Okay? Yeah. Yep. For 600 years, bullfighting consisted of a mounted aristocrat armed mm-hmm. with a lance. Okay. And then it was eventually discarded in favor of a rejoncillo. Okay, I'm going to start saying, like, Spanish terms. Good. And I'm okay. sorry, okay, but... No, I like it. Okay. Rejoncillo, which is a short spear, and then leg armor, because, you know, okay. obviously, you could get, hor- like, gored yes. in your leg Ugh. or whatever. Oh, God. As, you know, knowledge of these like nobles they became like famous you know like they became known for their bullfighting skills Mm -hmm. and were invited to compete in jousts in different areas in spain however obviously there are like different breeds of bulls yes there's the iberian breed but there's Mm -hmm. like different within that different traits yeah. yeah there's spanish people there's like you know, I'm sure the people in Sevilla are different than the people in Valencia are different in, right. you know, Barcelona. Mm-hmm. They go to these different places and they do poorly because they don't understand Got the it. different breeds and yeah. like their nuances, one uh-huh. would say. Causing their assistants on foot who maneuvered the bulls by dragging, you know, the cape yes. okay. on the ground before the animals to experience fame. They were getting famous. Uh, okay, okay. They were the ones who were delivering the drama. Yeah, oh, and interesting. Yes. That's so uh-huh. fun. I mean, well, it's terrifying to be in that position. Yeah, so yeah. Scary. That, they didn't want to do that. You yeah. know, I don't want to get gored by a bull. Yes. <laughs> I'm on a horse. More changes came to bullfighting with the succession of the House of Bourbon, which was basically like Philip V and he disproved of bullfighting so okay the aristocracy stops at Got this it. point mm-hmm. it's not as seen as like chic anymore okay <laughs> so basically 
now it's just for the foot assistants oh on the ground okay that are doing this mm-hmm. they don't have any people on horseback anymore i love this the, this progression yeah. i love this because it's like anyone can be a bullfighter okay. you know yeah this is like the american dream but like the spanish dream <laughs> you know yeah. um Okay, so let's get into the spectacle of bullfighting. Like, what is it? Yeah. So this is pretty specific because I wanted to be able to go to a bullfight and understand exactly what's happening. Okay. Okay. Because bullfights traditionally began in the late afternoon, that is... (laughs) Hot. Hot. Yeah. Yes. What is the worst time to do anything? Yeah. So (laughs) spectators can choose between seats in the soul and more expensive sh- seats in the shade, sombra. Oh, okay. So seats could get both, so soli sombra, and the most expensive tickets are barrera de sombra, which is like the first row on the shady side okay. of the ring, which was normally like family and friends, probably fashionable members of yeah. like, Who you can know, upper it. class. Yeah, stuff like that. I found it interesting because it's like there's not like boxes. It's like you're in mm-hmm. it. Yes. You're okay. there. Yeah. And you want to be on the front. That's the best one is the front not versus a box. So, okay. Hold that thought actually. Mm. So Hemingway was, you know, oh, yeah. a known he loved yeah. his bullfighting. Psychopath. And but all right. <laughs> he said the best seat for, you know, a beginner mm-hmm. said not too near the ring so that he will see the ex- entire spectacle rather than if he is too close, have it constantly broke up into bull and horse, man and bull, bull and man. So okay. I'll discuss this actually. And then he said that the Spanish say the sun is the best bullfighter. And without the sun, the best bullfighter is not there. He is like a man without a shadow. It's because the bull, the bull, like they play with shadows. It's very oh, interesting. Okay. And also why capes and things are used. Mm. So a single bullfight typically lasts about 20 minutes and it is described as a tragedy in three acts. So okay. it's called tercios. And it consists of picadores, banderilleros, and the matador's killing of the bull. Okay, uh, this okay. is so silly of me because I was wondering if the bull actually dies at the end. I, I literally didn't know that. <laughs> okay, I would say 98% yes. Okay. Okay, oh. we'll, we'll discuss. Act one. Mm-hmm. The spectators enter the arena and locate their seats and their band plays a paso doble. There okay. are different versions of Paso Dobles, depending on the region. Love knowing mm-hmm. that. Yes. You know. Yeah. Okay. And then a trumpeter begins blowing a fanfare, and they open the large gate in the arena. There are two aguaciles, or aguaciles, and they're dressed in 16th century costume. It's just two guys on horseback, basically. Okay. With plumed hats... So a doffed yes. feather in their hat, ride across the ring to the box of the president. So it's like basically the person who's highest ranked at the event. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Normally it's like a dignitary or official or whatever. Oh, whatever it. is the highest ranking person. It could be a king, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So they take off their hat and they like, you know, gesture with their hat. Oh. And then... The official returns the favor, thereby saying, like, okay, I give you permission 
to mm. start the Corita. And he controls the start and finish of each act by oh. waving a white handkerchief. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. Because, like, as an American, like, I don't know anything. Like, if I was sitting no. there, I'd be like, I don't know. I don't understand a no. thing that's going yeah. on. Okay. And, like, yes, you see it, but you, like, don't understand why things are the way they are. Mm-hmm. Then the band begins another Paso Doble, and the opening procession, the Paseo, begins. And the Aguaciles are followed into the ring by the Matadors. So the matadors have the banderilleros and the picadores, which are just, like, helpers. Okay. So the banderilleros are on horseback, and Mm. the picadores are on foot. So they're just, like, helpers, whatever. Okay. So the matador is distinctive because you can see they wear a traje de luces, and it just means a suit of light. So it consists Mm. of a short jacket, a waistcoat, knee-length, skin-tight trousers made of silk and satin, richly beaded and embroidered in golden silk. Mm -hmm. The trousers are tight because uh, this is a sport. Yes. And (laughs) they're not trying to get gored in the pants from, you know, horn or something. Yeah, or like get caught on something. Yeah. Yeah. This is Nike Athletic apparel. Just kidding. (laughs) like quite it's luxurious yeah (laughs) um and they would wear a white shirt with a black tie and a silk cape but only for the paseo the procession in oh okay and then they would wear heelless black slippers pink silk stockings and a montera which is like that black hat that they wear that's like totally like that's a matador you know yes yeah the dressing of a matador is considered a very sacred ritual. Oh. And if you are invited to the dressing of a matador, <gasps> it's considered an honor. Wow. And there's okay. like a ton of people there, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, and it's like steeped in superstition. So each matador has their own superstitions. We might get mm-hmm. into that later. Okay. But I think that's very fun. Yeah. And the bandilleros wear the same thing only lacking in like gold embroidery which is you know only the matadors get Got the it. fancy yeah so after the opening procession the official throws down a key to the gate mm. of the bullpen uh, okay the bullfighters open the bullpen i don't know if you've ever seen a bullpen or like have been there so there's it's obviously a wooden high wall that's encircling okay. the bullpen. And then there are like walls that are in front. So they, so say like all of the helpers, the aguaciles, the picadores, like they can go hide and the, or the matador can oh. go hide behind. Okay. And so they're still in the ring, in the arena, but they have safety. Yeah. Okay, good. A trumpet signals the opening of the gate and the bull rushes out of the gate into the arena. <laughs> and so there's an attendant who waits. Okay, so here here we go. Okay. Yes. Who waits above and jabs into the bull's shoulders a rosette with colors where the of the ranch where the bull was bred. So it's mm-hmm. like very esteemed to have your bull, you oh, know, yeah. in the ring with a famous matador. Mm-hmm. The wait for the bull like to enter the arena is probably the worst time for the matador. Yeah, because <laughs> they're scared. like, you know, they they say a prayer, they take note of every moment 
that the bull is in the ring. So the first act is where the bull has the best opportunity to show like bravery or cowardice. The matador will note how the bull enters the ring. Is it scared? Does it directly bolt into one area? Mm -hmm. Like, does it not go in? Yeah. Does it stay like in the, you know, like the little entrance? It really just depends. Okay. Okay. So if a bull suddenly stops and enters the ring and attempts to like escape back, Oh. Um, the bull is considered a manso. So it's like not great. For yeah. A, yeah. Um, it's just basically they're like coward. They're like a coward. But and this is really bad for all of the people, you know, that like the toreros and like the matadors because they're more erratic. So it's actually more dangerous than having a, oh. a brave bull because okay. you don't know what they're going to do. You can't yeah. understand. Like they're scared. Yeah. Okay. That's is very understandable. You yeah. Know? Yeah. At first I was thinking, oh, I would rather have one. No. no. But so no. Yeah. 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 You just don't know. In the first act, one of the matadors, Benderieros, runs into the ring and attracts the bull with shouts and a large cape. Mm. Okay. So a brave bull will rush at the banderiero mm -hmm. and they'll run back into the like the perimeter fence, the like the wall at the last second and will evade getting bull. trampled. Yes. And then so a second banderiero then appears after this happens on the other side of the ring and conducts like here we see now like basic cape passes. So, okay. like, we're seeing cape work. Yes. And, like, this is what we came here for, you Yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> so the point of this is to tire a bull. Okay. And to, like, Got see it. how a bull is. Mm -hmm. And all this time, a matador is studying his opponent. Wow. Okay. Okay. He's not in it yet, and mm -hmm. he won't be in it until the third act. Oh. Okay. Forming a strategy is really interesting. So some things that a uh, matador notes is that does the bull execute long smooth charges or is he like bucking and twisting mm -hmm. or does he use a specific horn like his oh, left horn or his right yes. horn um, wow it could basically mean like does he have bad vision does he not understand like the stimuli of the cape like, yes. you know, it's it's things like that. Is he uh, flustered with the crowd mm -hmm. yelling or does he stay in a specific part of the ring? So if a bull stays in a specific part of the ring, it's called his querencia or querencia. Yeah. <laughs> so it's normally like a cool, damp section of the ring. It's like his safe place. So after all of these passes, you know, with the cape, with the banderilleros on each side of the arena. So they're like going back and forth, right? Mm -hmm. They're trying to tire this bull out. Okay. And then the matador steps into the ring with a large, colorful cape, the, mm -hmm. the one that we normally see, and performs. It's called a Veronica. Okay, mm -hmm. it's a it's a special pass. It's named after Saint Veronica, oh. <laughs> who apparently wiped Christ's brow with a cloth, and so that's oh, what they're doing. Yes. They're wiping the bull's brow with okay. the cloth. Wow, with the cape. It's so funny how it was so Catholic Church was so anti. 
Yeah, and now I it's know. like and it's steeped in it. Yeah. yeah. And so it's basically like the Veronica is the basis of every single pass that a matador does. So I guess he's mm-hmm. in it. He just doesn't do anything. Until yeah. Then. Okay. Okay. That's what I meant by that. You can have Veronica's like all these types of passes. Like they could have their own flourish, whatever. Yeah. And then it will end with the media Veronica, which is a full swing of the cape, and then it's cut short by the matador, forcing the bull to quickly turn and bring it to a stop. So basically, you want to do this, and okay. like this is the drama. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, will you master this bull? Yes. And here is the first, your first chance. Yes. The matador might do a farol de rodillas, which is where he goes in front of the bull and drops to his knees. And mm-hmm. when the animal, like, char- when the bull charges him, swings the cape over his head. Huh. And it's really, well, obviously all of this is dangerous, but, like, this is the most dangerous because the matador's, like, cheek and head are on the same level as yeah. a charging bull's, like, horns. Yeah, oh, God. Basically, the the objective is the same, to work with the feet and legs to maintain grace and composure and, like, yeah. give drama. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, like, getting close enough to be gored, but yeah. give a show. Yeah. You know? <laughs> There's so many, like, little things about, like, oh, if you are a terrible matador, if a bull passes you and you do a flourish after his horns have passed you, but you're still next to it or something. Yes. So it's like, you know, there's so many little nuances Mm -hmm. of, like, are you brave? Yeah. Are you a coward? Mm -hmm. A really good matador will lead the bull directly to his querencia. He's trying to make him feel safe kind of okay each good pass of the bull is acknowledged by the crowd so obviously we hear bully oh yeah okay yeah <laughs> and that's what you want to hear you know mm-hmm. this is interesting i thought this was great ole is said to derive from allah oh really which is the word for god yeah yeah wow yeah <laughs> in like moorish roots yeah so after these initial passes a trumpet is called uh, signaling the entrance of two picadores. So they're on horseback, right? Okay. And so the picadores, one will engage the bull and the other stands by to basically like, they're just like a second helper in case okay. something happens. Yeah. You know? And basically they test the bull's courage and lance the neck. Yeah. Yeah. This is basically to ensure that the bull's head will hang low enough for the matador to execute a clean kill later. Okay. All of this is to just tire it out, you know? It's mm-hmm. all the show. Specifically, when the bull charges... Oh, so these horses are blindfolded also, because, like, oh. obviously scary. Yeah. The picadores can fend off attacks by using, like, this pike pole called a vara, and they plant it at the point in between the neck and shoulders. So, okay. and you can't do more than three times because, like, they're trying to not injure it too much, but right. because that's okay. the editor's job, but mm-hmm. like to weaken it. So, throughout this portion, the picadores must remain. There's like 
circles drawn in I don't know if they're chalk but they're white and mm-hmm. um, so they must remain on the outer circle so which is interesting there's all these like rules oh yeah I guess this is gross but um a lot of bulls would cause disembowelment of horses so now <gasps> there was like this law passed in the 30s that the horses would have to wear armor, okay, like good. a canvas yeah. protection, and basically, like, no horses get hurt anymore. Okay, good. Isn't that insane? Like, it took that long to, to do that? I know. But okay. There was, like, numbers, and it was, like, hundreds of horses that would get killed from yes. this. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I know. This is gruesome. Um, I know. So, after the bull makes three charges at the horse... The matador is assigned that is assigned to this specific bull will go into the ring, taking away attention from the picadores with cape passes called quites. The translation means to take away. So they're taking away attention from oh, the okay. picadores now. Each of the I guess there's three matadors, but they could get different bulls. Oh okay. Whatever, I don't know. Completes a series of passes. And then they take turns in order of seniority. Obviously, there are, like, celebrities. Yes. You know, celebrity matadors. Yeah. You know, whatever. This is the time where you see the big cape. The big colorful cape. This is where they would do a rebolera. It's a finishing flourish to a pass. So it means that, like, when the cape is swirled around the bullfighter's waist, like, a dress... So oh. it's sort of like flamenco Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. If it's executed well, a variation of this last pass, mm-hmm. it's called a serpentina, and it can transfix the bull, like basically make it not go anywhere. Yeah. Like yeah. make it stay in place. And if the matador does a good job, the bullfighter can turn his back on an animal and walk away. And, like, you're definitely oh, getting an Olay yes. when this happens. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, how scary to not know yeah. what's happening behind you. But yeah. you just trust well, that I mean, it's not going anywhere. Well, I mean, if you, anywhere. like, transfix it, like, stop it in its place, yeah. then, you know. Yeah. Then it works. Okay. So that was very long Act 1. We're going to Act 2, okay? Okay. <laughs> act 2 begins when a trumpet calls announcing the Tercero de Bendireres, where the picadores and the matadores leave the arena. And the banderieros alternate in planting three, I'm going to say sticks, uh, decorated with colored paper in the bull's shoulders at the junction okay. um, of the neck. And this is done by attracting the bull's attention with gestures and shouting. So as the bull charges, a banderiero runs towards the animal and like slightly to one side obviously you're not trying to get like gored mm-hmm. straight on and as the banderiero and the bull come together there are like these darts that they place in the withers of the bull which i don't know where that is actually okay. <laughs> and then with a flourish they'll like spin away or you know okay. whatever yeah so it's just like all to get it ready for the third yes. act you okay. know but basically like this is they're like the most, I don't know. Uh, so like a bendriero is like your, your helper. They're the ones who like run around, 
a torero is, or an matador, they're not running around, you know, they're the yeah. ones who are in control and okay. staying in, you know, they'll walk, but they're not going to like scream and shout. And, yes. Like, they're not running around know, like all these things. Yes. Frantic. Mm-hmm. And we're going to the third and final act. Mm-hmm. It's called the faena, and it's a term for many passes with the muleta, the cape, oh. and the bull. And this involves only the matador. The Obviously, everyone is there. The banderilleros and the picadores are there to, should mm-hmm. anything happen. Go you know, shit happens. Yes. Shit happens. So. And so the matador takes a position below the president's box or whoever the official is. Mm-hmm. And with his montera, the black hat, held high in his right hand and his folded muleta cape and sword in the left requests permission to dedicate, to brindar the bull to a person or a friend, and then he tosses a cape towards that person. Oh, okay. And then a bullfighter may also dedicate a kill to Mm -hmm. the general public, which is shown by taking off his hat to the crowd, turning in a full circle, and then tossing the montera, his hat, over the shoulder to the ground. Okay. And if you're superstitious, the bullfighter, the matador, will take note if it lands up or down. Got it. Okay. If it's upside down, it could mean that it will soon be filled with the matador's blood. <gasps> oh. So it's not. I bad. love this stuff. <laughs> Like, superstitions um, like that. It's like, do you think that they put weights? Oh, you know? to make sure it doesn't? Yeah. And that yeah. way? Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. In this final act, the bull is weakened. Mm-hmm. So even though it's slower, mm-hmm. it's still dangerous. And right. obviously, we know bullfighters can die. Yes. So, you know, they're still on their guard. Mm-hmm. And so now... The matador is doing even closer passes okay. to show his like understanding and mastery mm-hmm. of this bull. The matador only uses his small cape, the red muleta, so he can use the sword to spread it wider. So like the bull has like a wider surface area to charge towards. Okay, if that makes sense. If he makes his cape smaller, it's considered braver. Got it. Because there's more skill, you know, less surface area, mm-hmm. things Confidence. like Confidence. Yeah, yeah. These passes with the muleta cape are usually named after matadors who invented them. So there's mm-hmm. different styles okay. of passes. It's like gymnastics or something. <laughs> like the yes. name after the yeah. first person. Yeah, yeah. One of the moves can be, d- or passes or whatever, are done by having one knee on the ground it's called a passe de la ferma, in which the muleta cape is moved in front of the bull's nose while the bullfighter remains motion. Like, he doesn't move. Yeah. He just lets oh, it pass. Terrifying. Some matadors, before the end, um, may <laughs> demonstrate their complete, like, mastery of the bull by executing an adorno. It's an ornamentation. It's a superfluous flourish. This is where... You're getting your money's worth if you're yeah. a spectator. Yes. <laughs> you are see- you're trying to see this. So it can range from turning their back to the bull or kneeling in front of mm-hmm. the bull. Uh, you could kiss the bull's head. Uh-huh. Um, even hang the hat on the bull's, your oh my hat God. on the bull's horn. One 
Matador would lean an elbow on the bull and pretend to call him on the phone. <laughs> um, oh, God. I don't like so... that because that's like making fun or something. Yeah, it's like a little taunting. I mean, yeah. this is all a taunting, but... Yeah, yeah. So it's all like theatrics and right. dramatics. Mm-hmm. And this is what the people came here for, you know? Like, mm-hmm. this is the drama and theater of La Corrida. Purists, and depending on where you are, some people will not like showy things like this. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. And because that could be, be seen like as tacky a good taste or, or yes, yes, yeah, good taste or bad taste. So now we're getting to the end. So the killing of the bull is done either a volpie or a recibiendo. A matador is not permitted to touch a bull at any time with the sword except for the final blow. Okay. So you get, it's not necessarily one chance, but you only get one way of doing this. Like, you can't stab it in its stomach. Like, yeah. that is not going to happen. Yeah. And if you do do something like that, you can be jailed. Oh. Or fined. Oh. Yeah. So now comes la hora de verdad, the moment of truth mm-hmm. at the end. They said it's not too difficult to kill a bull. Um, obviously, these matadors are trained, and mm-hmm. they have been training for mm-hmm. many years. And I will talk about that in part two, like how to become a matador. But a typical kill is performed using the muleta cape with the left hand, causing the bull to lower its head and lunge towards the cape. Okay. While sinking the sword with the right hand into the small opening between the bull's shoulder blades um, Uh between the junction of the neck. Okay. And if the bull should raise its head or buck as the matador leans in, the bullfighter is probably going to be gored. Yeah. And Uh has been. Yeah. Yeah. They said, like, the sword should penetrate diagonally, severing the aorta. So it's, like, instant death. So it's, like, really, hopefully, you're good at this. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't succeed, the Benderieros will alternate in doing passes with the bull, forcing it to turn its head back and forth, you know, weakening the bull. It's bleeding out. Yeah. But, like, it might not have died. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, like, reading this. I was like, I am ill. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Ugh, just um, sad. I know. So if the bull still has not died, a second sword is used. And then the matador has 10 minutes from the start of the muleta cape passes, like the first cape passes, Mm -hmm. to kill this bull. And if a bullfighter fails to kill it within this time, a trumpet warning is blown and the president or whoever official is there Mm -hmm. issues an aviso. It's just like a warning or whatever. And then a second aviso is given three minutes later and a third two minutes later. Mm Mm-hmm. If the matador still has not killed the bull, he's fucked. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> the bullfighter leaves the ring in disgrace, and you're getting booze and like oh you're my getting God. shit thrown at you. you yeah. Know? <gasps> and then the wounded bull is taken out to, of the arena, and then will be like hopefully nice, not nicely, but like put out of its misery. Okay. In the crowds. So like, if you do do a good job. <laughs> and the bull is down, another torero will ensure the animal's death by jabbing a puntilla, which is just a small knife, behind Mm -hmm. the bull's head. So it's, like, just hopefully ensuring, like, 
it doesn't bleed out. It just literally yes. dies okay. immediately. Yeah. yeah. If the matador, like, if he's, like, acclaimed, mm-hmm. you know, like, does a good job and, you know, wins over the crowd, uh, circles the arena with the benderieros and, you know, taking in the applause, the roses, yes. etc. <laughs> and then returns to the person that is honored by the brindis, you know, the like, either yes. the, just the general brindis or, you know, maybe his his wife or girlfriend or right. whatever <laughs> to retrieve the Montera which is like his big cape mm-hmm. and then it is returned with the promise of a gift which might range from money or like mm-hmm. cufflinks or you know okay. whatever to this person so if the performance was very good from a matador the matador receives one ear from the bull oh if it was superb the bullfighter receives two okay. ears okay But if it was spectacular, the bullfighter receives both ears and the tail. Okay. And if the bull battled bravely before his death, the crowd may petition the president by waving white white handkerchiefs. So you have a white handkerchief if you go to a corrida for the bull to be given a vuelta, a lap around the ring. And then the bull, so like it's dead and dragged around the ring. Okay. But it's seen as an honor okay Okay. you know the crowd obviously will give like applause and try to honor the Mm -hmm. bull it's all about honoring i I don't whatever yeah Yeah. you know if the bull was exceptionally brave the audience may petition the president or official to give it indulto which is a pardon oh so it could not die and oh i see okay yeah and he would so, like, this is before the matador kills yes. it, obviously. If he does accept the indulto, he will wave an orange handkerchief. Okay. Signaling that... This bull will live. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, this is very rare. In these instances, when it does happen, when you do get an indulto, the kill is simulated. So, there's still, oh, like, a kill. yes. You know, yeah, yeah whatever. You need the, the, and then, the um, so using a banderillera or an empty hand pretending to oh, kill okay. the bull. And then the bull can be used to uh, stud. So okay. that's nice, I guess. <laughs> um, and I think that's where we'll end for today. Oh, my God. Wow. That was next amazing. T- next time we'll get into, like, how you become a matador. Okay. I was the, so curious the whole time. <laughs> the actual bulls. We'll get into... Okay. What the celebrities? Yeah. Yeah. This okay. is fascinating. And thank you. You did such a good job because like I can picture it. Oh my and god. And I, I had... am I, it's hard describing and I'm like No, you did I know a good... it's a lot of like facts and yeah. Fascinating. Cuz I don't know honestly I don't know a thing. I think of the running of the bulls and like that's that's basically it. Like and then I yeah. know a matador. You know. Yeah. Which so. okay, so the running of the bulls is sort of like how those like mass bullfights like yeah. that sort of like went that way. Oh, the running. Okay. Whereas okay. like the actual bullfights have one person now instead of like a mass. Got it. Yeah. Obviously that got outlawed. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's really interesting. I went to yeah. La Plaza de Toros in Sevilla mm-hmm. and wow, 
you can see those traje de luces, like the yes. oh the, the costumes, yeah. the outfits. You see like the chapel that the matadors go to yeah. to pray. Oh, there's okay. like this jug. It's called like the last jug or something where the, he can get his last sip of water, maybe. Oh, oh my or, god! Like, god, yeah, people are insane. <laughs> yeah, and we'll talk about superstitions and yeah. like oh, that's fun scandals yes. next time. Yeah, so um, okay. but yeah, so it's like this is your guide to what's happening if if you should ever go to okay. a corrida and understand everything that's happening because yeah. I would have zero. Would clue. you go? I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I know. Think so I don't think I could either. Just hearing this, yeah. I don't think I could. I would love to go to one where it was like pardoned, maybe. Yes, but like, but even still, it's still getting lanced. It's, it's just still like, not. I mean, there are different. You know, they're trying to find different avenues of like maybe changing, like that the bull doesn't die, or yeah, you know, like different avenues for Spain because obviously this is like a really big point of contention in Spain, right? Because it's so seeped in history, but it's also like very inhumane. And dangerous. Yeah. yeah. So, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I could stomach it. I would be ill the entire yeah. time. Yeah, I'd be ill. I just want to see, like, the passes. Yeah. You know, I want to see the flourishes. I want to see yes, the drama. for sure. But I don't want to see a single ounce of blood. No. Mm-mm. I don't want to see a poor animal getting... Hurt and picked killed. Yeah. 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 When it's like, yeah. And then I think about, like, that's its last moments of life. Horrifying. So awful. But apparently it's honor- honorable. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> that's what they tell themselves, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But wow. Yeah. Fascinating. I love, like, learning about these intricacies of something. I know. I, I really wanted to get specific because I was yeah. like, okay, what do they wear? What are they doing? Yes. Like, the three does, acts. What is cool? What is the act? What are the acts? Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Love. Great job. I'm excited for next week, Joe. (laughs) Good. I'm glad. So, yeah, it'll be, like, about superstitions. Mm -hmm. It'll be about how to become a bullfighter, like, the different types of bulls, stuff like that. Cool. Mm -hmm. Good. So it's not super juicy. It's just, like, history. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that stuff, though. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, do you mind if I make a complete 180 (laughs) 180. in another direction? (laughs) So. Obviously, if you've listened to our podcast before, you know we love a muse. So let's talk about a lovely artist muse today. Okay. We are going to talk about Francisco Goya's muse. Oh my god. Wait, (laughs) can I interject very quickly? Of course. So there is... I wasn't going to talk about it because like, there's so much information, but Goya painted some scenes from bullfighting yep and wait do you want to talk about it or i mean i don't i don't talk about i'm that does not come up in my mini topic but so he painted some scenes in bullfighting and those weren't like traditional costumes what he painted oh but now there are corridas goyanas i think that's how you call it okay so it's like a goya bullfight oh okay people dress up in the costume oh. in basically like the costumes that yeah. he okay. painted oh fun. even though they weren't a real thing yeah okay good. isn't that fun well, good well that ties perfectly yeah <laughs> so her name 
I'm gonna I will spare you all of saying her full name it is literally a full paragraph maybe I can post it in our storage it's like one of the longest names I've ever 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 seen okay I'll keep it short her name is Doña Maria de Pilar Teresa Cayetana de Silva Alvarez de Toledo (laughs) that's the short version okay (laughs) And she was born on June 10th, 1762. Gemini Muse. Gemini. Mm -hmm. Great. And she is the eighth Duchess of Elba. Mm -hmm. So there are a few paintings of hers. I mean, a few paintings of de Goya's that that feature her. So Mm -hmm. one of them, she's lying on like a chase lounge Mm -hmm. naked. And the other Mm -hmm. one, she's lying on that same lounge fully dressed. Okay. So the relationship between her and, and de Goya were thought to be like one of the most romantic love affairs in Spanish art. Okay. <laughs> and, um, I love this. <laughs> and one of them, and like, I don't know too much because it was so, you know, obviously it's, we're talking like 18th century. Mm-hmm. But, um, so in one of the portraits of her, she's standing and she has two rings and one has her name on it and one has his name on it. And I was like, I love that. Like, okay, I cute. wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. And she, she's pointing down to her feet, and at her feet is, like, painted Goya, so that you know that, that mm. he, that's, like, his signature. Mm. But it's upside down, so it's, like, if she were looking down at her she feet, she could it. read it. Yeah. Really, I, it was really fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Hot. <laughs> and so they met when she, when the Duchess was a teenager, and uh-huh. so they came to know each other very well, and he would, like, make visits to her palace to paint and in 1739 her husband the duke died at age 39 so i don't know how Mm -hmm. he died and she became the wealthiest woman in spain and she was 34 years old so like what a rich height of her beauty (laughs) peak of her social success (laughs) and like now she's a free woman so she retires that's honestly ideal i know (laughs) Retires to her I mean, family. If, if she didn't love him, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Which can, like, honestly, in that time, I can assume she didn't, <laughs> you know. But so she retires to her family estate in San Lucar de Barameda near Cadiz, and mm-hmm. she invites Goya, who would stay with her for nine months. Okay, mm-hmm. listen to this though. classic. Like okay. we got this hot young rich woman. Oh, it, it, do we know what? Sign Goya is. Let's look this up. Oh, I I don't know. Yeah, please. Francisco Goya, March thirtieth. Aries, Aries, Aries Gemini, of course. Yeah, I get it. Fun. <laughs> so he is fifty years old, is deaf and married. Shut up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. But you know, whatever. He's whatever. There, there must be something Hot about him. Piece. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just the fact that I'm like, she's 34, I mean, he's 50, but her. I imagine he yeah. seems old. And he's married, but okay, yeah, love her. Yeah. And she's like, that's not my problem. That's yeah. Problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he had some sort of like illness that he was suffering from. And so he was uh-huh. like an unhealthy person. I, that's all I really know. Okay. But clearly she's like, very charming. Like, yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> has, has to be, honestly. Mm-hmm. And this is really fun. So she charmed him a lot, obviously. Very inspiring, very beautiful, Mm -hmm. very interesting. And in one of their earliest encounters at her palace, she asks him to do her makeup. 
Like, are you kidding? I am unwell. I know. And he says in a letter, the Alba woman who yesterday came to the studio to make me paint her face and she got her way. I certainly enjoy it more than painting on canvas. And I still have to do a full length portrait of her. So I am. (laughs) I I know. Sick. I know. I love this. Yeah. That's a new move. Yes. <laughs> yes. Paint me. Literally paint, paint, me. paint me. my face. <laughs> so eventually he goes on to paint these two portraits of her in the Chase Lounge. And, mm-hmm. oh, this is so interesting. It's the first example of female pubic hair in painting. Oh, it's wow. This painting of her, which I was like, wow, this is legendary, historic. Well, it's progressive. Yeah. Yes, exactly. The thing is, though, so the face doesn't really look like her. So it's probably, okay. I don't know, maybe because she was such a high woman in society, he didn't yeah, want he to didn't make it exact, yeah, or something, or maybe uh-huh. it's a amalgamation of different women he's known in his life. Mm. All these muses. Yes, yeah, must be nice. Mm-hmm. So I'll end it. So the naked one is called La Maha Desnuda. And the clothed one is La Maja Vestida. So that's the names of the paintings. Mm. And then, uh, lastly, she died under somewhat mysterious circumstances mm-hmm. at the age of 40. So people are like, oh, it was she probably had tuberculosis and a fever. But other people think that she was poisoned. But like by who, mm. we'll never know. So yeah, so that's the story of Maria... The 13th Duchess of Alba. Wow, okay. Yeah. I love a muse. We love a muse here. Love a muse. So you guys, we'll share those photos so you can see. Yeah. Oh my God, great. Lovely. Love. So fun. Oh, I love that. Thank you. All right, Kat, do you have a recommendation this week? Okay, yes, I do. And it's a bit of a stretch, but here we are. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, it's... Stretch! It's a new show that you and I have been devouring, that is um, by the maker of Downton Abbey. It's the Gilded Age on HBO. Oh, okay, yes. So that's my stretch. Is that <laughs> it's an American, but it's um, a Julian by Fellows. Julian Fellows. Yeah. So it is Europhile recommendation. That is hilarious. Guys, I can't stop thinking about it. Like, every every time we watch an episode, we're like, we want more. So mm-hmm. it's for all you period piece mm-hmm. people out there. And, like... I mean, here's the little Eurofile content we have. They're talking about, like, the Mater D's. We're talking about... Oh, like, French ways. The or French way to set a table, the British way to set a table, American. And this is so mm-hmm. fun. I love that. It's very upstairs, downstairs. Yes. British a great society show. sort like, of thing. Yeah. If that. you're not watching it, get started, because it's amazing. Yeah. And I like... So, if you haven't seen Dr. Thorne, which is also a Julian Fellows mm. show, it's like a masterpiece show there's a few people from it in there oh that are british so, god yes i forget go. yes yeah yeah thanks guys i mean the, you know the, like little cute uh the little cute like young mr russell yes i forget what his name is i mean daddy yeah well yeah we have mr Very russell cute. who is hot <laughs> super hot i know what do you have for me okay so totally different you know it got hot and I was like, fuck, I don't have sunscreen. Oh, my God. you know where where they make the best sunscreen in the whole world? Not in the U.S. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) If you're like a skincare person, 
I like skincare. Yeah. I'm not going to kill myself, but like mm-hmm. I like researching it and whatever and seeing what works for me and not being a psycho about like 80 million products. Yes. Because yeah. like, no, who has time for that? Ooh, I'm going to get on my high horse a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so researching sunscreen in the U.S. I think I told you this, Kat, but there's actually this French, she's a French-American creator. For, I think her name is Charlotte Parler, Parlay. Yes. And she has this great skincare brand and she, but she like talks all about, like on TikTok about skincare and like sunscreen. Mm-hmm. She said that in Europe, there's like hundreds of banned ingredients for skincare. And oh. whereas in America, there's... Nothing's banned here. Maybe three. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so obviously ordering skincare from like Asia or Europe, you're getting superior. Yes. Yeah skincare there is no trash in those and she likened the skincare industry and like sunscreen industry like in the u.s we're using the iphone one and in asia (laughs) and europe we're on iphone 13 yes oh my god we're on another level (sighs) and so i ordered some sunscreen from nukes of course our favorite brand cannot and it's like the the last time i i or the first time i bought it i was desperate in spain needing sunscreen because we were going to uh mallorca Mm -hmm. and i'll always like that scent i'll always remember yeah being at the beach in spain and now i just order it because why not Mm -hmm. but it is a such a luxurious scent b makes your skin look amazing Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you're glowing at the beach yeah and didn't do anything you just put sunscreen on (laughs) and not putting toxic shit on on yourself yes yeah so nuke sunscreen wow that was a really long-winded but on my high horse an elite sunscreen amazing and thank you for reminding me about Mm -hmm. all the shit that's in american stuff because i like yes you know i need to be better it's not good it's really not good Mm -hmm. we're really working at a disadvantage here and it's the fda's fault yes yeah wow get it from asia or europe yeah so (laughs) you know good i need to order Mm -hmm. okay cat should we wrap it up? Yes. This is quite long. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's good. It's like, I like it. Like Intricate. <laughs> so, of course, I mean, talking about a muse, our mm. word of the day is la musa. Yes. hmm Cute. We all, nice. I mean, well, we as in you and I are always aspiring to be one. <laughs> yeah. I had a song written about me once. You did? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I need to talk about that privately. I was in high school. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, there's. I've had a little poetry um, sent in my direction, so yeah, I feel I'll like take it. Been, it like gave me five years of life. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I love us. Okay. Well, thank right, you so everyone. much, Kate. Can't wait for part two. Yeah. Oh God, a lot of tweaking. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you, everyone. Talk, Talk to you soon. Time. Ciao. Adios. Mm-hmm.